This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. Alrighty, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is my co-host, Elijah Spann. We had a hell of a weekend of playoff football. We're going to be covering all of that and some NFL coach talk at the end of the episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter than our normal episodes. We realized as we went live, there's a major playoff game happening at Monday night in 45 minutes. So we're going to try and do our best. What was that? I said, we can't compete with that. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely not going to pull your eyes off of that. So we'll right. do our best to get you out of here by kickoff because, you know, of course, we also want to watch the game as well. We got some some action on it, I'm sure. But anyway, we're going to be talking about basically every single game from Wild Card Weekend, breaking it down, giving our takes. Um, but first, before we really get into anything, be sure to follow us on social media over at GTD underscore sports other than TikTok, where we are at gtdsports.com. You can check out our personal accounts. I'm over at RyanBanel8, and Elijah is at ElijahSpan19. And last but not least, head over to our website, gtdsports.com, where you can find all of our other podcasts on our podcast network. And yeah. But first, before we get into any football football, we got our highlight and low light of the weekend. Elijah, what's going on? So my highlight of the week is... I move into my new apartment next week, and uh, I'm really excited. So I'm gonna pay for it myself, and it's, I'm gonna live completely on my own. So Shit, that's just, scary. It's, it's sick. Um, yeah. So you know, not much else. So on Thursday, I'll have a new background. Be sick. Oh, it's on yeah. Thursday already. Yeah. So well, actually, tomorrow. Um, wow. Yeah. Damn. Tomorrow, I'm taking a full day of work, and I'm getting the keys during my lunch break, and then I am off for wednesday thursday friday and moving in so oh hell yeah that's nice yep. they gave you time off to move in uh no i had my own time off so i just used oh okay it for that. yeah oh okay that's smart yeah yeah where so where in austin like are you gonna be i don't know like, I, I don't really know austin too much i'll be like, like i'll be south of downtown so south okay. austin ish so okay like, yeah are you close to the round rock donut place at all Round Rock is like northern Austin. So oh, okay. now, okay. Uh, right now, I would probably be decently close because I'm more north um, right now. I'm like right just north of downtown, probably 10 minutes from downtown right now. Um, but I'll probably be getting to like 15 minutes downtown south the other way. So Okay. I'm going to see. I'm just geographically challenged. I also don't gotcha. know Austin super well, but I love every time. It just made me think of it. Every time like I drive home from Austin, I always stop at Round Rock Donuts because they have literally the biggest donut in the country. And it's amazing. Right. Hell yeah. All right. Well, what's your uh, what's your low light you got? Um, so my low see. light is obviously the fucking Cowboys. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. there's no other way to to say this. I just it's my low light. I I tarnished i'm i'm utterly destroyed because even when and i said it too like win or lose cowboys are the best show in town i said that on thursday's episode and sure enough i thought it was gonna be a blowout after the first quarter because the niners first scoring touchdown was like as soon as that hit i was like oh fuck like that was way too easy and then and then we went three and out and i was like oh this game is gonna go awesome um and yeah, not a good start. I remember you texted me too. Like as soon as it started, you're like, "Well, that's that's it. That's game." <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, I don't know." They then, they made it interesting though. And then they made it interesting, and they reeled me back in. I already gave up hope, and I was like, "Oh no, wait! Like we could do this. Like it's gonna be blah blah blah. Like I'm I'm we're gonna win. We're gonna go to the next round, and we're gonna give the Bucks trouble because the Bucks are banged up and blah blah blah. And fucking no, just just." Just cap. disappointment, just disappointment, and it, it, and it's who we are now. It's who we are. We are chokers. We are. It is in our DNA. Ever since our last Super Bowl in the playoffs, kind of turned into that. Yeah, we're gonna lose. That's it's literally who we are. It was it was like that with Romo. Now it's been like this with Dak, and and it's just sad. And I have 
I have this ready for love it or loathe it at the end of the episode, but now it just seems fitting. I might as well mention it. The Cowboys now hold an NFL record for 11 straight playoff appearances without making the NFC Championship game. Yep, I know that. And I've seen that stat now a couple times, and I don't like it. And I just, I just. It is what it is. Hey, I mean, I saw the Bengals playoff stat for literally my entire life. So that go, that'll go ahead and transition us into my highlight, which should be pretty obvious. My highlight is that the 31 year curse of the Cincinnati Bengals is finally broken. And I can, I can experience joy as a football right. fan again. Like I, and I, part of me, cause I really wanted the Cowboys to win. I'm not a Cowboys fan by any means, but I had three units on them. So I was rooting for him. I was pulling for him hard. And also, because I wanted to maintain the illusion of a possible Cowboys Bengals Super Bowl, which plus, would be sick. Yeah, it would be fucking amazing. But plus, like right now, I kind of feel like bad just being like, "Oh, we won, we're great." Because like I feel bad the Cowboys are out, but at the same time, no, enjoy we your moment. We haven't been able to do this, bro. I was like, I was honestly about to cry when we won. I was like, I was so happy, dude. Yeah, it, absolutely. It was so scary, bro. Too. They made it a hell of a game. But before we, we're going to talk about the games in a sec. Um. My low light, though, for this weekend is my sports gambling has been fucky. Not like, and I say fucky because it's not like I've been losing all my picks, even though I went on a super cold streak yesterday. But I've been having this bad habit of where I'll make, because I use the Action Network, the app to like track everything, and I'll make my picks on there. And I'll be like, okay, I like these ones. I like these ones. I'll track them. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go place them before the game starts. And then I either fall asleep, get distracted with something, and then I just forget to place it until the game starts. And it's like every time that happens, the bet would have won. Every single Mm. time, I swear to God. Like every time. And then I'm like, I try to make up for it. So I'm like, let me just pick these two. They both lose. And I'm like, what the fuck? (sighs) Like, It's it's just been so fucky. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's gambling for you, though. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst, too, is you're like, oh, man, like, I totally would have placed this or like you remember to place it at the exact last second and you're in a mad dash to place it mm-hmm. and you see it and you put in your, you put in your, how much you want to put and, um, and you hit send and it's like selection no longer available. Yeah. It's like the game has started and, and it like, hits oh, and you're just like pain. Sometimes depending on the game, I'll like go immediately to live betting and just try and it get it. Yeah. Sometimes but it doesn't sometimes, work though. Yeah. Sometimes like it'll the be lines off, like, are even worse yeah. it'll be it'll be off by like a point point and a yeah. half something and you're just like <laughs> i've also had this. i've also had multiple times where i've like raged and gone to live betting to like say the team was like minus three and then they were like minus three and a half live betting so i was like okay fuck it i'm still taking it and then they win by three and i'm like god damn it dude like uh i had i had my live betting worst nightmare um this weekend oh wait, yeah I, you told me a little bit about it what happened so Baylor was down by like 11 against o- OSU late. Yeah, Oklahoma State. I think, I think five minutes were left, maybe seven. Um, and so I checked the live betting. I saw Baylor plus six and a half. And I was like, you know what? Baylor's good. It's college basketball. Crazy shit happens. They're number one. Yeah, shit. So I, I put like 46 to win 40. Okay. Um, was it spread or money line you said? Spread plus six okay. and a half. Okay, that's and a good bet. of course, it's it, it was a great bet. It's a phenomenal and, bet, I think. And um, Baylor comes roaring back. And they're down within one with like a minute left, and all of a sudden, Oklahoma State just puts on a show, and they come all the way back. Now they're down five. Baylor's down five with ten seconds left. They get the ball. They oh. try to score in fast break. There's a turnover. They toss it to a guy. And he could just run out the clock and I hit my bet because they're down five. Instead, he decides to go for the show off. Fuck you, dunk. And Baylor loses oh my by seven God. and I lose my 50 bucks. That is actually the fucking worst, dude. It's probably the probably the worst beat I've ever had. That's definitely like across all sports, like a last second useless dunk or something is one of the worst ways to lose a bet. Whether oh, it's like yeah. the over, under, spread, like. That's that's the worst part about betting basketball. <laughs> it is funny too because I was with a couple of work buddies and we were at B Dubs watching the Bengals game and stuff like gambling, all gambling, like throwing down different live bets and shit. And like they, I was like the only one that took that bet. Um, 
And they were like, oh shit. Like, and they just watched me die inside. They <laughs> they just started like I because I screamed, no, like right in the middle of E dubs, like loud as fuck. And they they just started laughing at me. And I was just like, oh, this sucks. Dude, it's the worst, bro. Yeah, and also I know that too, that like awkward feeling of like, I never know what to do in that that situation. I guess, you know, you can roast them, but like I just feel bad. Like if somebody loses a bet like that, I'm just like, I feel you, bro. Like, I'm not going to make fun of you because I know, dude. I know my, how it is. My buddy bought me a shot. He was like, here, take a shot. That's nice. That's <laughs> yeah, nice. and I was like, thanks. Oh, dude. So. But let's go, ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and get into some of these games, though. Yeah, let's do it. First up, uh, I think we should go ahead and start with uh, your boys, Cowboys Niners. So for those, I assume, you know, if you're listening, you probably watched football, um, which is why you're here. So the Niners won that game 23-17. to and really, the main thing to talk about from this game is the last play and the controversy surrounding it. So before I give my take on it, and for those that don't are unfamiliar with it, the last play of the game, Cowboys were down by six with 17 seconds left on, I believe, close to their, their four, or close to the Niners 40-yard line, so almost in field goal range. But instead of running a quick play out of bounds or taking a shot at the end zone with no timeouts, the Cowboys ran a quarterback draw up the middle to which Dak slid. They tried to spike it. Didn't happen in time. There's a lot of controversy as if the ref should have been there sooner or what's going on. But I have my opinion. I'm curious to hear yours, though, because, you know, you're the a hometown I mean, kid. The ref straight up tackled the guy. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Dak should have also given the ball to the ref. Yeah. I don't know. It. I don't even know. I'm still in shock. I don't even know. That, what yeah, that that's how it ended. I once I saw that and I saw the clock hit zero, I just like emotionally detached from reality there for a minute, mm-hmm. or just I just completely just voided all feelings. Like I became a emotionless shell of just oh okay, like oh that's how it's gonna be okay. Yeah, like yep, I'm gonna watch this replay for years and years of Cowboys playoff blunders, and that's what it's gonna be. And we fucking lost. It was the best Cowboys team that I've seen in five years. And it's over. And I'm it, 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 it's infuriating that that's how it went out. But we also, I think, um, it would have been a lot different of a game. I can't guarantee that we would have won. But it would have been a lot different of a game if we could have just had fucking penalties. The penalties. Oh, my God. Yeah, the penalties were fucky. It definitely... Like the holding penalties. There was a few like potential encroachments that could have been called that weren't. It was it was weird. And it's been like this all year. Like the Cowboys have been getting screwed by the refs all year. Like exhibit A, the Raiders game. Oh yeah. I, I remember the Raiders. There was one other that was really bad. The Cardinals was pretty bad too. The Cardinals, Cardinals was pretty bad. That was and it's just like I think half of it was the refs and half of it was us being undisciplined. So I'm pretty pissed off about that. Just because, like, that, that is easily the most infuriating thing for a fan to have a good team but commits penalties. Like, there's yeah. nothing worse to seeing your guy. Undisciplined. Just, like, like let's say Joe Mixon rips off a 30-yard run, and but on the other side of the field, there's a holding penalty that had nothing to do with the play. That, the, that happens to the Cowboys five times a week. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? True. Like, it's, it, it's, oh, my God. And it's just the... So on a positive note, like I mentioned, like I heard you mention how this is like the best Cowboys team in the last five years, but, you know, they just couldn't get it down playoff. I think, and I could be wrong because, you know, nothing's for certain, but it looks like they're going to maintain most of their roster, like especially all their key guys. Even if they don't have Zeke next year, they'll have Pollard. So like, well, Zeke will stay unless we cut him. That's what I was about to say is like, I I mean, I think he's destined to stay, but yeah, he makes too much money in jersey sales. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah, Zeke's old, man. He's washed. There is He's also, washed. too, one aside from the penalties, there was one play that really changed the game and could have decided the outcome of the game if it didn't end the way it did. But I forget when it was. It was 17-6. to 6. The Cowboys were punting after, like, a really frustrating penalty. Like you said, they got a first down and a penalty brought them back. They had to punt. And then the Niners got called for roughing the kicker. Cowboys got a free first down there. If that didn't happen, because they were deep in their own territory, they punted to the Niners and they scored again, it would have been like GG's right there, like said and done. But that that flag kind of gave them hope, gave them a chance. Right. 
So that that's also interesting to look at. But I think in terms of the last play, well, actually, before I go, do you do you think that was the right call to run the ball? Aside like, from the refs, aside from I, the refs, I I liked it. Really? I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm just a fan, you know. It got thirty. It got what twenty something yards. It got. It, it, it was, did get a lot of yards. I mean, it was, yeah, it's kind of the right play. They just they got it. Just got screwed by half a second. You know what I mean? Maybe Dak went yeah. down five yards earlier or what? Because that would have given him one shot in the end zone. Like, I mean, there was already what fourteen seconds in the first place. Like seventeen when he hiked it. Seventeen when he hiked it. Yeah. Look, I didn't hate the play call. I thought it was badass when he started ripping off that run. Okay, I'm. I uh, uh, most people are gonna yeah, most people are gonna disagree with me on that. But I I respect it. I thought it was I thought it was a bold play call. I thought you know um, the Niners definitely weren't expecting it. But yeah, I don't know. So we got maybe a couple... the ref maybe the ref got the ball quicker. We got a couple comments. First one says Cowboys had more offensive yardage taken away by penalties than any team in the NFL. Is that based off of one, like just for that single game? Or you mean like this season? This season. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then we also same comment. Dak slid too late, but the ref was out of formation by like 25 yards. See, that's, that's my, my take on it. So whenever I first was watching it and like the the game first ended, I was looking at all the reactions on Twitter. I was kind of like, they did it to themselves. You know what I mean? Like they ran it. They, they kneeled it. Like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? But, or not kneel, but slid. But then like I watched the replay and it, the Cowboys fans are right. I mean, that ref was lined up like on the 50 fucking yard line, like 30 yards back trying to run by the time he hiked the ball. Like he was definitely out of position, but does that necessarily warrant anything you know like does that warrant they should have had that last second on the clock because of the you know the bobble and miscommunication between the ref and and co and i also thought originally like these are professional football players they should know the rule that the ref has to touch the ball before you know you can hike it yeah Dak shouldn't have that and they shouldn't have yeah they shouldn't have touched it like that but also the ref did fucking like bump into him and like almost tackle him so like i don't yeah i feel like there should be a stoppage of play but that like when has that ever happened? Yeah, so there's, it, there's there's yeah. no rule. Like I can't I can't say like they should have ref should have made a, up a rule on the spot. Like I'm not gonna say that, but it just kind of sucks and it's just unfortunate that the refs are playing a part in another Cowboys game this season. And it's just like what you know. Hopefully next season is different, but it feels like it feels like every big Cowboys loss it has something to do with the refs. I mean, you could go to the Des Des caught it. You could go. I mean, well, not ever, but yet yeah, this year could, there you, has you been, could, but major playoffs, I guess. Yeah. And you go, you go to the, I, a big one that comes to my mind is too many men on the field against uh, the Packers when we had a, a crucial moment and we didn't get a third down, which gave Rogers the ball back. Um, and when, when they ultimately beat us, um, yeah. Dak's rookie year, that was another one. And it's, it's just like, man, it's, it's, it, history repeats itself with Cowboys playoff games. I, w- I was thinking, though, like, of course, if this happened to any team, like, of course, it's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. Where, like, there's going to be so much, like, on both sides, whether it's, like, fuck the refs or, you know, you did it to yourself, kind of point of views all over social media. It's been blowing up about the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And I don't – with the play call, I get what they were trying to do. Like, I think it would have worked in nine times out of ten. You know, you just run the ball, slide it, spike it, and then you have one shot at the end zone. That's it. But I just think it probably would have been a little bit smarter of them to try and throw, like, just, you know, a quick out route outside, gain 10 yards, maybe even, like, 5 to 10 yards, get a little bit closer. But then again, you'd still have to take that one shot deep. So is what it is at this point. I've kind of just accepted it, and I'm just kind of blocking out anything I see about that game right now. Fair enough. Avoiding any headline. I'm just like, you know what, I don't even care. It is over. Can't can't do anything about it now. So uh, moving on, though, from a low end to high end, we got the Bengals and the Raiders where the Bengals. Oh, wait, we got a comment that says, can you give a shout out to my boy, Muscle Man, big boy, newest quarterback in the NFL? 
Yeah, shout out Muscle Man Big Boy. Okay, yeah. interesting name. All right, nice NFL my player name. <laughs> All right, anyway, though, Madden. Bengals Raiders in the AFC. I am – you guys already know how I feel. We already talked about it a little bit. But the playoff drought is over, baby. It's time. It's a new era in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is officially the savior of the franchise now. I've been saying it all year, but now I can I can finally coin that term. He's the savior of the franchise. It was a hell of a game. Bengals came out on top 26 to 19. It was Bengals were in control for the most part, but then that fourth quarter got really testy, got really exciting there at the end, and it all came down to one final drive, one final defensive stop, and it was huge. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the the controversial whistle? Joe oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Out so, of bounds. For those that don't know, there was a play where Joe Burrow threw a touchdown pass, but he was rushing, scrambling towards the sideline as he went, and he threw it right before stepping out of bounds. The ref blew the whistle as it was happening. So, personally, I think it should be a touchdown. But, of course, I'm fucking biased. Like, I saw a lot of people on the Raiders side complaining, though, because very vividly in the NFL rulebook, it says if a whistle is blown mid-play, the play is dead. Like, that's the call on the field. The play is dead. Right. But they, after the whistle, they talked about it, talked about it, and they were like, nope, it's touchdown. So they changed the call on the field to a touchdown, which helped in the review. But, I mean, if you watch the review, he was clearly, very, in. clearly, yeah, like a foot at least in bounds. So it's hard to say because, yes, the whistle technically trumps everything else. But I don't know. I think they made the right call to just go with it. And – uh, it looked like the cornerback kind of gave up after you heard the whistle. That's the only thing, yeah, is it looked like a so, couple people stopped. But uh, did you also hear that the refs will not be in the playoffs anymore? Like, they're done for the season because they're yeah. like, that, you're trash. Like, because that's a big mess up. Like, he was very clearly inbounds. Like, yeah. And and then it's like, also, what do you do with that situation? It, I don't know if the refs made the right choice or not. It's kind of just one of those things where it's just like, I. No, so somebody's going to be mad either way. It is pretty. It is pretty frustrating that football is the best sport to watch, but the refs can have so much more of an influence on an NFL game than any other sport, probably combined. Yeah, I mean that's true. I, I guess you know, yeah, because especially like with pass interference calls in the NFL, right? I mean, shit, dude. I mean NBA happens sometimes with with fouls, but eh, it's pretty clear in the NBA what is a foul and what's not. Um, well, also with the NFL, you know, you get the ball like six times a game, seven times a game. Right. And then like baseball, the only thing that is impacted is the strike zone and players are supposed to adjust to the umpire strike zone. Other than that, like it's pretty, it's pretty clear what a catch is in baseball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And no, like whether you're there's no surprise. Out. Yeah. Um, and they review that now. So like. And soccer, I think the only controversial ruling is like what offsides. And now that has like VR cameras. VAR, yeah. That, VAR. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in, and it, so it's just so like the ref that refs can have this much of an impact and can fuck up this bad, especially in playoffs. And it's been they've been so bad all year. No, yeah, it has. There's been a lot of bad. I do think it's pretty funny though that none of these refs are coming back, which makes sense though. I mean, I get it. Like, why they they don't deserve it at all? Mm-mm. I don't know though. I I but, think that wasn't as. What do you think was worse, that blunder or the Cowboys situation? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really have – they're not really comparable. Yeah, um, they are They are different. I mean, that was in – what? that was in the third or fourth quarter. I think it was second, Late. actually. Was it? Cause, really? Yeah, because it was, it was 23 to 13 at halftime. Or no, it was okay. 20, to, 20 to 13 at halftime. Both teams only scored two field goals in the second half. So, yeah, oh, it had yeah, to have been right. the second my quarter. Had, my buddies had the under on this. Um. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Hold up. this We're getting blown up with comments here. Yeah, Harrison Morta, can you give a shout-out? He's still talking about Muscle Man. Recently got a sex handle with the Minnesota Vikings. Did you hear about that? He was caught sleeping with one of the players' wives, Netgrass Tyrese. <laughs> I don't think Minnesota Vikings w- won't play in the NFL this year. Good grammar. I was about um, to say sick English. <laughs> uh, what is your opinion on the situation? I really want to hear your opinion on the topic. I think you're hilarious. That's my opinion. 
Um, moving on. <laughs> um, uh, so my question: Are we staring at Bengals AFC Championship game right now? I mean, I personally think that we can beat the Titans. I think that was the ideal matchup. Was we play the Titans? We needed the Bills to beat the Pats. I would much rather play the Titans. Actually, I don't know if the Patriots played like they did last week. I'd rather play the Patriots. Shit. But I think the Titans is a little bit better of a matchup for the Bengals. The only thing that concerns me is Josh Jacobs did kind of run rampant on a few plays. And Derrick Henry is coming back. And our D-line is a little banged up. Trey Hendrickson just had a concussion. Right. So that might be tough. But I think overall our offense is just going to they, – they were even though they got stopped to like four field goals, I mean the offense was still still driving down the field every single drive. So – I'm I'm optimistic about it. Um, my question, not so much for this year, but long term, is how long do you think it'll take Joe Burrow to win a Super Bowl? Because realistically, it be, it's not happening this year. It might be a month. That that's true, but really, I mean, I don't, I just don't see us beating like the Packers, dude. If we actually make it to the the Super Bowl, you know, dude, that guy can make anything happen. Joe Burrow. I already think he's in that category of just like if you have Joe Burrow, anything can happen. Dude, he he truly is, bro. Like he's got the Mamba mentality, bro. Yeah. It makes me so happy though. I no, love it's it, sick. You you're blessed. Like with this, he's literally like you said it, the savior. He is the savior. No doubt, no bones about it at this point. Um, I think there's a good chance that they can they they're I think they're staring at an AFC championship bid and possibly an upset against the Bills or the Chiefs. I think so too. I mean, we beat the you know we beat the Chiefs in the regular season, like we with all their guys too. You know, it wasn't like they rested but anybody. AFC, you know, Chiefs in the postseason, it's at Arrow, Arrowhead at home, and the AFC Championship game is a lot different than Week Six, Week Seventeen. So yeah, very very different. I I do think that if we play in Arrowhead, we're probably fucked. So I'm just trying to be realistic, but also optimistic at the same time. Um, I I do like our matchup with the Titans though. So. It's going to be another anxiety-filled Saturday because the Bengals are the first playoff game of next round. So Saturday at three thirty. All right, I just saw that too. I wasn't even gonna. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna comment. I don't know what this guy's on right now. Nah, he wants attention. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Anyway, next up, Patriots Bills. Not so much of a game. I think the Bengals Raiders might have been the best playoff. I think. The Bengals game and the Cowboys game were the two most entertaining playoff games we've had so far. Yeah. Um, but the Pats-Bills, I mean, what a blowout, dude. The Bills just absolutely stomped on them the entire game. The first team in NFL history to go a postseason game without punting the ball. Seven drives, seven touchdowns. That's nuts. <laughs> it just doesn't they're, even seem real. Like it, Against the Pats. Good. Against the fucking Bill Belichick led defense, like I, I think I think the Bills are gonna upset the Chiefs. I do too. I honestly do too. They look I think like good enough because I was kind of thinking during that game, I was like, "Damn, I look like a dumbass now for taking the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl." But you look like a genius. Shit, I think they might. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Because no. I mean, what they're like two and a half point underdogs. I think so. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't checked the line yet. The only thing that's scary for me is again, like you said, Arrowhead. I just, I don't know if they can, they can get it done in Arrowhead in playoffs. But if they play like that, shit, they can do anything. Yeah. Chiefs are gonna choke. Calling it now. Do you think Bill with the Patriots' loss? Do you think Bill Belichick will win another Super Bowl with Mac Jones at quarterback? That's tough, man. I mean, Mac Jones is pretty good year one, but like. He was really handicapped in a lot of ways. Like he had that one, they had that one really good stretch during the middle of the season. And then they kind of tapered off and they really only beat bad teams that last like what, four or five weeks. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then it just kind of, I don't know. Mac Jones wasn't as good. It was kind of of weird. You're right. You're right. He did. He kind of started out like slightly above average. And then during that span, it was like, everybody was like that seven game span. Everybody was going off. And then he kind of regressed back to his like normal good rookie state instead of just like playing out of his mind, you know? Right. Now, I maybe we'll see when Mac Jones takes his full form in two years. That's what I'm thinking is I say 
I think it's 100% yes that he will win one with Mac Jones. The timeline is what I don't know. I think I'll give it like five years. If he if he hasn't won one within five years, then I don't think Bill's going to win another one. Right. And I mean, the, the clock's ticking. He's in his 70s. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. For, for him specifically, like he's got to do it soon if, it wants, if he wants to do it with Mac Jones. Because I think Mac Jones will be in the league longer than Belichick. So Easily. at least at this point right now. But he did not look great in that, that playoff game, which I mean, is somewhat expected as a rookie in the playoffs. But, you know, it's hard to make that an excuse because, I mean, look at Joe Burrow. Even though he's not a rookie, that was his first playoff game and he, he went off like – so I, I don't know how, what to take of that. It's somewhat expected as the rookie on the road in a big game, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Shout out the Bills though. That was shout out Bills Mafia too, dude. Their stadium was insane, bro. They were going off. No, and what was crazy is that like Bills were. I tweeted it too. Bills were playing like it was fifty degrees. Patriots were playing like it was five. Yeah, fire tweet. Honestly, yeah. underrated tweet. Uh, we didn't get not not get enough love for that. Um, in my humble opinion, but uh, no, like it was, it was insane. Like, Bills just showed up, they covered the spread, they covered the over by themselves. Yeah, literally. (laughs) I'm speaking of the temperature though, that game was the second coldest game in Bills history. It was seven degrees with a negative five degree wind chill, which I could not imagine as a Texan just sitting outside in the cold like that with the wind and everything. But, man, that was the best crowd I've seen all year yeah. like, across any sports. They were – I mean, I guess Arrowhead might compete, but they were going nuts in Buffalo. Yeah, it was awesome. It was sick. All right. Next up, we got Eagles and Bucks. The Bucks, of course, won that one 31-15, as most of us expected. A two-possession win could have been more if it wasn't for that two-point conversion. But – I don't know. This is really what I expected. I don't. I don't think there was really anything yeah. different. Nothing out of the norm in this game. It was just the Bucks playing like the Bucks. Yeah, the Eagles who we thought they were, and that was not good enough to compete in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They didn't beat a single good team. I don't think they beat a team with a winning record this year. I think that was the stat. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. You, you told me that like last yeah. week. I think. And uh, yeah, Tom Brady just shut up and he's like, "Yeah, I, I this is what I do. I win playoff games, and um, they kicked ass." But I think the only question here now is how far can Brady take this big up Bucks team? Because now they lost Tristan Wirfs in that game, who's yeah, an all big. pro, who's an all pro tackle. Yeah, he's really um, good. They already have Chris Godwin out for the year. Antonio Brown is gone, famously. Um, Mike Evans even is just now coming off an injury. He might yeah. still be a little. Yeah, Mike Mike Evans is banged up. Gronk was banged up earlier in the year. I think Gronk's in full force right now, though. Um, yeah, they're just yeah. yeah, they're just they're gonna have to start relying on Scotty yeah. Miller and Tyler Johnson. I think I think that their secondary is back up to par. I think they're healthy again finally. Because there was that stretch in the middle of the season this year where they were everyone was hurt in the secondary. Yeah. They got Herb, Herb Dean back and they have is Carrollton back? I'm not sure, honestly. Carrollton the third, whatever. Did Via Vega get hurt too? I don't think so. Okay, I don't. I don't. Really I don't remember that. him going down. Like at least, okay. in the, at least in that game. Maybe I'm just blank. Maybe he was just because. Oh, he was hurt last year. That's why. But um, last year in the playoffs, he was hurt. Um, no, nah, so they're they're a little banged up. So that's my main concern about the Bucks. And it's just like, can Tom Brady will it with All right with the squad? So I got the uh, I got the Buccaneers injury list pulled up. So. Oh, boy. All right, so not all of these are out. So we got Shaquille Barrett injured. Jamal Dean, questionable. Mike Evans, still banged up but playing. Ryan Jensen, the center, banged up. Ronald Jones, out. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting, the cornerback, questionable. Brashad Perryman, banged up. Jason Pierre-Paul, banged up. Keyshawn Vaughn, banged up. Jesus. Why, Tom Brady? Tom Brady's on the injury list? What? Yeah, Tom Brady's fine. Oh, this was before the Eagles game. Okay. Okay, so now there's even more. All right, well, anyway. Keyshawn Vaughn looked fine during that game. That means came yeah. out of nowhere. Uh, but Fournette's still out, and uh, Levante David's out. That's a big one, too, David. That's yeah. a big one. So, 
they are a little banged up. I mean, because you know, everybody the preseason, the talk was like, oh, this is the same Bucks team that went to the Super Bowl, like literally identical. Yeah. But I don't, it's gonna be tough, especially with all these injuries. I mean, it already would be tough to repeat with the same team, but I mean, I think it's it's gonna come down because they're facing who? They're playing the uh, the winner of the the Rams Cardinals game, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think the Bucks could be either one of those teams, even with being banged up. I just think the Packers are going to be too much to handle. Packers are too damn good. All right. They're pretty, they're pretty freaking good. They're pretty fucking good, yeah. Oh, All man, right. I should have put a future on the Packers at the beginning of the season. Uh, you kind of, my... Didn't you pick them to win it all? I know you had them in the Super yep. Bowl. You yeah, picked I picked them, them to win. win it all. I picked Packers, Bills, and Packers to win it all before the season started. Oh, that's the worst. Dude. Oh. That is the worst. I feel you, though, because like whenever we did our NBA predictions, we did like everything, like coach of the year, MVP, six man of the year, all that. I placed a bet on every single one that I said other than Tyler Harrow for six man of the year. And Tyler Harrow for six man of the year is the only fucking one that's going to cash. Like if he loses that at this point in the season, he got injured. Like that's really the only way. Damn. That's a bummer. But anyway. It, it is what it is. Yeah, on to the last game that we've seen so far of Wild Card Weekend. We got another one coming up in seven minutes, so we got to get through this a little quick. Uh, Steelers, Chiefs, this one was about uh, the same as that Bucks game. Went about as we expected. The Chiefs just blew them out 42-21. to 21. And sports betting-wise, I was on Steelers plus 12.5 and, and the under 46. So that was not a great night for me last night. But what were your plays? I stayed away after that Cowboys game. Good decision. Yeah, because I, I I was like, oh, Steelers, 12 points? Fuck yeah, let's do yeah. it. I was originally on Steelers, and I was like, wait, the Steelers suck. And They're so bad. Like, I'll, I'll, bet the, I'll bet the Chiefs, and then I just didn't do it. They're so bad. It makes no sense. Like, they were like they were basically like the Eagles of the, the AFC. Like, they just didn't Worse. belong in the playoffs. Worse. I mean, yeah, you're right. I agree. Big Ben even said it himself. He's like, we literally have no chance to win this game. I thought that was weird that he did that. I thought he may be trying to like reverse psychology, hype his guys up, you know? Yeah, it didn't. He was no. being serious. Yeah, he he just knew that was his last game of his career. He's done. Yeah, anyway, though, my main main takeaway from that is, well, I mean, really the Chiefs were the Chiefs in the postseason, you know? Like, they are they look like we thought they could and not how we thought they would during that little momentary lull in the season when they were like, what, three and four at one point? Yeah. Yeah, so Chiefs are back to being the Chiefs. Bills, oh my God, the Bills game is going to be such a good game, dude. I mean, I can't, you never know though. I thought the Bills and the Patriots would have been like the game of the playoff weekend. Dead wrong, like complete opposite. Yeah, that screamed like close game to me. And then exactly, yeah. Pats just not show up. Um, but yeah, Chiefs are rolling. They're, they're going at it. Steelers. We all saw Big Ben this year. We we kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's all the playoff games. You want to do some coach firing ratings? Yeah, let's get it. So, all right, let's make it quick. Yeah, already uh, a lot of coaching moves have been going on in the NFL around the league. So we're kind of just going to rank some of our head coach firings as to what we think was the best decision to fire all the way down to the worst decision as in they should not have fired them so we got six guys here ranging from matt Nagy to david coley how do we want to do this do we want to go one through six yeah okay do you already have yours mm -hmm. okay you go ahead because i'm still trying to think of a couple oh let's bounce off each other okay okay yeah all right so matt Nagy, that's a 10 that's a layup that we yeah, knew he was fired. We knew he was fired week one. Yeah, 100%. That's the best so, firing that you yeah. could have done. It should he have happened a while ago. He had to go. That's a 10. I agree. And then, so wait, okay, are we doing it out of 10 then? Oh, yeah, 1 to 10. Okay. Uh, uh, and then also, um, shout out to the Bills for also firing Ryan Pace, or the Bears for also firing Ryan Pace, because that would have been a huge mistake because there's buzz that they would keep Ryan Pace. But also fire Matt Nagy. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Just clean shop and start over. But I don't know. Now they're tied to Justin Fields. Now this makes me think that Justin Fields is going to be a bust, which I already thought that. He might. It's looking that way. Mm -hmm. He shows flashes, though, you know? That freaking 
Steelers game, Monday Night Football, he was kick-ass. But ever since then, I mean, back to yeah. just being very mediocre. Yeah. And then next up, we got Mike Zimmer. I'm going to give that a 7 out of 10 because I think it was time for him to to leave Minnesota. But I think he's still a good NFL coach. Like, I think he could go somewhere else and find success without a problem. Yeah, I th- I'm gonna agree. Right on the nail on the head. That's a seven. They've just been there too long. They just gotta they just gotta switch things up. Yeah, it was time. Um, yeah. It's it time. It's just one of those things. Um, I do see Mike Zimmer. I don't think he'll be a head coach again this year, but I do think that he'll be either a take a year off or b, which is the more likely scenario, become a defensive coordinator again for like a year or two, do yeah. a really good job with that defense, and then get another head coaching job in a year or two. I don't know. He is kind of old. But he still has a few, like more. He has like at least like five to ten, you know, good years left probably. He has a decent amount of health problems too. That's wait, I'm how old is he? I'm curious. Let's see, Mike, sixty-seven. Mike Zimmer age sixty-five, pretty close. Okay, all right. So yeah, I think though, I I like what you said though. How he can go be a defensive coordinator for a couple years and get another head. I could see that happening for sure. I could definitely also see him take a year off. Yeah, or, I mean, I could also see him just become a defensive coordinator just for the rest of his career because how old yeah. he is. And, yeah, that's true. Less stress, a lot less Which responsibility. Would be a kick-ass opportunity for him because he'd be a great defensive coordinator. I think that might be the best move, honestly, for him. Mm-hmm. Just take a defensive coordinator. Because he would be a premier defensive coordinator, too. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so. All right, next up, we got Brian Flores. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna give this one like a, a one, bro. I'm gonna, I don't think a, I'm gonna give it a four. Four? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go two, actually. I'll go two out of ten. I don't think he should have been fired. I think they should have given him more time. But I mean, I guess you know they didn't get the results they wanted, so they're moving on. Like I can't really knock him for that, but it, it had more to do with his interactions with the rest of the coaching staff. I'm pretty sure the last month of the season, like communication was pretty much. Oh, I hadn't even heard of that. Yeah, look look it up when you get the chance. I mean, like he legit like stopped talking to the rest of his coaching staff. Uh, that is weird. And yeah, it, things got weird. And I, I don't know. I think the locker room might have just kind of like he kind of checked out there. But he's still a really good head coach, and he'll probably be get another head coaching position um, during this hiring carousel. Yeah, I think so too. If not, I mean, shit. Who knows? But I wonder if any of these guys are gonna jump down to college. You know. No, I doubt it. I doubt it too. Any, no. of, these, any of these names, but it would no. be interesting to see. Harbaugh might come back up though. He's got a lot of the butt. He's got a oh, lot I of. Oh, I think buzz. he's. I think he's hundred percent coming back up. Yeah, I think. I think if Michigan won that game or even won the Natty, he would have stayed. But it's time for him to go. Like you know, he got him to the playoffs, and that's what they wanted. And he beat Ohio State. That's what they wanted. Going so, like, out on going out on top like that. Exactly. I, I think guess. he might. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because they got fucking clobbered in their last yeah. game. Yeah. Nah, I'm very down to see NFL Jim Harbaugh again. All right, next up, Vic Fangio. What do you think? Um, I'm going to give this one an eight. I do think he kind of got shafted a little bit um, because, I don't know, he, he never got a fair chance at the offense, which was awful the whole time he was there. The defense was always good there, which is he's always been a really good defensive guy. But they've had Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater his whole time there. So yeah, it's but... not like he got a very fair shot. But at the same time, maybe they wanted – he was still an older guy, still kind of a questionable head coaching hiring in the first place. Um, so uh, maybe they'll go – they want to go in a different, more young, more exciting direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go like a 6 out of 10 because I was all I was 50-50 on Vangio as a head coach to begin with. But like, like you said, you know, he's done well with the defense and he hasn't really had much opportunity – on offense because drew fucking lock. So I'll go six because I think it's, it's fine to look for somebody else, but like also he probably could have been given like, how long has he been there? Not that long, right? It was third year. Yeah. I was about to say year two or three. So I think maybe one more season, but I also see it. So I'm like closer in the middle of a six. The Broncos could have been a lot worse. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. You're, you're damn right about that. It could have been way. I mean, they started three and Oh, that helped them. Mm Hmm. All right, next up, we got Joe Judge, which I'm not even going to waste any time. I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. Get him out of there. 10 out of 10. Delusional. Di- a bunch of Giants fans seem to really like him. No, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Which, one, of, 
One of my closest friends is a Giants fan, and he hates Joe Judge and Gettleman with all of his heart. Yeah. Um, just on the internet, I've seen like a, a, a decent amount of Joe Judge love. But that was more towards like the beginning, midway point of the season that's probably soured. Um, and yeah, no, the guy went off the rails. I mean, his press conferences the last three or four weeks of the season were just uh, straight up cartoons. Like, I don't know what <laughs> what he was saying. He sounded like Elmer Fudd up there, just spouting nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot of nonsense just all around the Giants season this year. I mean, I know they, they dealt with a lot of injuries. They also dealt with having Daniel Jones as their quarterback. But I, like, oh, actually, they didn't even have Daniel Jones for half the time. Shit. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. So I think without Judge, without Gettleman there, the Giants have some hope for the next few years. Not immediately, but they have some hope for the draft. And because I mean they have a pretty young team all around. So I think if they draft well this time, because they have the number five and the number seven pick as it stands. So you can't really go wrong with two top ten picks. Like if they do, that's bad. So I give that a 10 out of 10, though. I think it was definitely time for Judge to get out of there. You think they'll take a quarterback? I do not. I, I think they'll they'll probably go. This is a very line-heavy draft. So I think they go O-line with number five. They get Evan Neal. And then I think they go D-line at number seven. Okay. I, I my, my buddy that's a Giants fan is hoping that they just take two offensive linemen, five and seven, boom, boom. Um, because I mean, a lot of their problems strain from they had like arguably the worst offensive line in the league this year. Right. Yeah. So a lot of problems came from that. All right. Last but not least, the Houston Texans. We got David Coley. What do you think, man? I give this one a four. They won. They won the same amount of games last year. Or wait, were there four wins or five wins? I think they had four last year. I don't know. They had four last year. I know that. So I think they went four and thirteen this year. They had the same amount of wins. With Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback, and they had Sean Watson last year, David Culley as their head coach with Davis Mills. So I, I think he deserved maybe a second year. I mean, but we always knew this. He was always a lame duck head coach. Yeah. I mean, even as soon as he got hired, everyone was like, what? Like the, the Ravens wide receiver coach just got yeah, hired. Who the fuck the, is this guy? Yeah. Texans pretty much gave up on this year for myriad of reasons. But uh, so it kind of makes sense. But I do think he deserved another year because it's not like they're ready to win now. Yeah, I, I'll go to a 5 out of 10 right in the middle because I can see arguments for both sides, but I do like the points you brought up that, I mean, he, he fucking had some sort of success with Davis Mills, at quarterback, even though they just had no expectations too, you know? So it's like, I don't know what they expect to come of this move though, you know? Like, do they expect to hire a big name like Harbaugh or something and that turn everything around no, for him? No. Like, I, I don't I don't see what they're... Their end goal is with this, but that's so I'll give that a five out of ten right in the middle. I, I see an argument for both sides on that one, but definitely no argument. We both agree the best firings of the the season or the off season, I guess, is Matt Nagy and Joe Judge for sure. Matt Nagy takes the crown. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Alrighty, let's hit some love it or loathe it and round this out. All right, you want the uh, first? Actually, I'll take the first batch. Or, no, I'll go second. I'll go second. Okay. All right, so Dak Prescott says, credit to them when told the referees were throwing trash, or fans were throwing trash at referees in his post-game press conference. I love it. I'm not going to say anything more about it. I just <laughs> good. Dak's mad, too. He's probably right, never going to get, not gonna get a, a single more um, roughing the passer call for shitting on the refs, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, for those that don't know, there were fans throwing trash what looked like at the players at the end of the Cowboy game, but I guess it was the refs. So, all right, next up, Baylor basketball suffers back-to-back losses after holding the nation's longest win streak. Um, I loved it. We already talked about my betting woes yeah. into that. So I yeah, you're on the know. shit into that stick. Yeah. All right, and this one is just big news. I don't want to didn't want to talk about it in the episode, but it's just really the only major thing going on outside of playoffs. Novak Djokovic, his visa was canceled again, and he will not be able to defend his Australian Open title. I loathe it. I don't want to talk about this. I'm tired of vaccine controversies. Fair enough. Over it. All right. What do we got? 
All right. Formula One teams have began announcing reveal dates for their 2022 car designs. I love it. So this is one of the years where in Formula One, every like eight, eight or nine years, they completely revise the, the rule book, essentially. And the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know the the guidelines as to what the car can and cannot have the technicalities of all that. So next year we're having completely new cars. Um, so that'll be fun to see all the teams reveal their new designs and everything. Ferrari was the first one. I think they're going to be early February and the rest to follow soon after that. So it's always cool to see fast cars go vroom, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, so uh, Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns in 10 minutes and 30 seconds of game time, fastest span in postseason history. I loathe it. I, I'm scared of the Chiefs, bro. I would love it, but I loathe it because I'm scared. That's that's all I gotta say, dude. Yeah. Um, and then the Cowboys hold an NFL record with 11 straight playoff appearances without reaching the NFC Championship game. Yeah, well, this is the one we already mentioned at the beginning, but I'm gonna go ahead and love it just because as a a neutral fan of the Cowboys, I think it's kind of kind of fun to watch the media everything transpire in the media after shit goes down with them. So I'm going to love that one. All righty. That's going to be it for this episode. I think we did a pretty good job of getting out of here right in time for the Rams Cardinals game. So right. you got a prediction prediction. She let's go Rams 27 Cardinals 23. Okay. Covering that spread. I like it. Yeah. Barely half a point. I'm going to go Rams 27 to 13. Okay, I like that as well. I would like a big win, shit. Um, and then I also have a little parlay. Uh, AJ Green, anytime touchdown scorer, with Cooper Cup over nine and a half receptions, uh, plus 644 odds. See, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Started, so I can't play it, place it. I took, uh, I took Van Jefferson plus 1,200 to be the first touchdown scorer. Decent. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one. All righty, though. We appreciate you guys stopping in for the first Monday episode. Um, we're on our new schedule again. We're going to be live Monday and Thursday. Thursday will be just like normal, though. So we'll be back live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, everything on Thursday. We'll see you guys then. Peace.